Are you weary and heartbroken? Do you need healing and deliverance? Welcome to the program, Jesus Can, with your host, Dr. Bongi. Our mission is to help you step-by-step live a victorious life in Christ. Enjoy today's program. We are reading from the book of John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39. On the last and the greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in the loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit. Heavenly Father, your word is power, your word is truth. Lord, mold us, shape us, make us the vessels that you want us to be, creating us a clean heart. Father God, I bring each and every listener unto your hands, that Lord touch them accordingly, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Today, the question at hand is, how thirsty are you? When we look at the verse that we have read, now just to bring a background, like we can see that it's Jesus, and Jesus is in the festival is in one of the feasts of the Jews called the Feast of Tabernacle. So in this feast, it was a feast where they were giving thanks like unto God for water, for rain, and also asking for rain, and also thanking God that he has been with them, the Israelites, in through the wilderness, like where God showed himself through water, where he was turning the water from bitterness to sweet and also making the water to come out or to gush out of the rock. So through that uh, festival, the priest will be doing like a token where he will be putting water on the altar so that this can be a token to say they are thankful to God for the water. So in that instance, Jesus it's said that he was there. And as he was there, actually, there were people who were doubting him. There were people who thought that Jesus was misleading people. Others thought that he was not a Messiah. Others said the Bible or the scriptures told us that with Jesus, with a Messiah, we will like not know where he comes from. So now, but this Jesus, we know where he comes from. We know the parents. So for them, it was a confusion to say, is this the Messiah or the Messiah is still to come? So now in that confusion, we hear that Jesus stood and said in the loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. So this was an open invitation. It was the greatest invitation in that confusion. He was like proclaiming to say, I am the living waters. So now he was saying, let everyone who is thirsty, anyone who is thirsty, come and drink. In the book of Matthew 5 verse 6, the Bible tells us that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled, they shall be satisfied. And now I would love to say that 
the level in which you are thirsty. That's the same level that will determine the flow of the power of God in your life. So now coming back to the scripture, this scripture says anyone who's thirsty can come and drink. If we look Jesus in the book of John chapter 4, we read about Jesus and Jesus is with a Samaritan woman. So this was unheard of that a Jew man will stand with a Samaritan woman and only be the two of them. But Jesus, because Jesus was not a respecter of a person, now Jesus, because he wanted the soul, he wanted to quench the thirst in that lady like it was not like a taboo for him to go and talk to that lady because he looked beyond all the culture. He looked beyond the law, but the love was so greater to say, I want this lady to receive the water that will quench the thirst forever. So when he says anyone, this is being testified because now He's saying anyone in the feast and in the feast that we're talking about is the feast where there are Pharisees. It's the feast where there are enemies. It's the feast where there are people who are doubting him. There are people who are criticizing, but still he has the power to stand up and say, anyone who's thirsty, let him come and drink. And I believe that even today he's still saying the same, that anyone who is thirsty, let him come and drink. One can see, I have already received the salvation. I have already drank the water. But I would love to say that in our lives, we will find that the enemy is still like some things in our lives because he's the enemy. He's there to kill, steal, and destroy. So you find that there are parts in our lives where there is thirst. There are parts in our lives where it's lacking, where it's dry, where it needs the water to come and quench the thirst. One can see maybe the dryness is in his or her marriage. One can see the dryness maybe in his workplace, dryness in the family, dryness with your kids, dryness with your finances, dryness in your body. You find that like you have health issues. Dryness can come in many ways. Like maybe you are suffering from a chronic disease. Maybe there's an addiction that you are praying to God. You are asking God. You are believing God to help you to break that addiction or break that bondage. So in your life, there is that dryness. But I want to say to you that this scripture, Jesus is still saying anyone who's thirsty. It doesn't matter the type of thirst. It doesn't matter how long the thirst has been there. But the answer that we have, the solution that we have is that we should come. Anyone who's thirsty, the requirement is just to come. Thirsty, I have already like explained that we become thirsty in different ways. The Samaritan woman, we can learn from the history that she was also thirsty because for her to be married, like having five husbands and now the one that he's with, she's with, it's not 
like her husband. So now you can see that there is a void. There is a gap. There is a healing that is needed there. There is water that is needed to heal, to purify, to protect, to satisfy. So now the word, the other word that comes strong in this verse is come. Because now Jesus says, anyone who is thirsty, come to me. So come is an invitation to say, look no further, look nowhere, but come. Your solution is in coming. In Isaiah 55 verse 1, the Bible tells us that come and buy. Come all ye who are thirsty. Come and buy wine. Come and buy milk without any price. So now it tells us, it testifies to this uh, invitation of Jesus to say that you just need to come. No price. It's free. It's just like you, the requirement is you coming. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 17, the Bible tells us that the bride and the spirit, they are in agreement. They are proclaiming that all ye who are thirsty, come so that your thirst can be quenched. So out of this verse, you can see that Jesus is still inviting even today to say, if we are thirsty, come to me. That's why he says, all ye who are heavy laden and who are burdened, come to me because my yoke is light. My burden like is light. So now we can come to him because he says, cast all your cares unto him because he cares for us. So all what he wants is us to come because he's a God who operates like in freedom he won't force you to come sometimes he sees that he can help you but the only thing that you need to do is to come the samaritan woman came why did i say she came yes she was in the world but now the other step that she took the important step she took is to say yes because when Jesus asked her that do you want me to give you the water that will make you not to thirst again although she wasn't understanding well what Jesus was saying what Jesus meant but she was bold enough to say yes I will want that water that will make me not to come to the well again by saying that she was coming so now that's why Jesus said to the lady, go and call your husband. And it was then that now it came forth the issue of the word of knowledge to say, you have, you had five husbands and the one that you are with now is not yours. Because now the lady responded to say that she doesn't have a husband. And now Jesus said, that's true. You don't have a husband because the five that you had, like they were your husbands, but now the one that you have now is not yours. 
so you don't have a husband but what is my point my point is that jesus wanted the lady to come and not only come alone but come with the people around her come with the husband so that's why jesus is jesus who don't just come for one but also comes for the ones who are close to you that's why even in the book of like when we found Jesus when was like a visiting a Zacchaeus when Zacchaeus was on the tree Jesus said Zacchaeus come down from the tree because I have come to visit you and your household so Jesus wanted to quench the thirst in Zacchaeus and also in the family in Zacchaeus family because we believe that God is a God of families that's why Joshua says as for me and my house we will serve the Lord so now when Jesus say come he's he's not just saying come to you but he's also saying come to your children come to your mom say he says come to your uncle he says come to your grandmom all the people around you he says come all you who are thirsty come and i will give you rest i will quench your thirst now he says come to me and drink so this also is so significant because it tells us that he is indirectly saying I am the water. I am the living water. So when you come to me, you are coming to drink. It's not that he has the water, but himself, he's the living water. So now being a living waters, that's why he says that if you come to me and you believe as the scripture says, then I will pour unto you. I will give you I will make in you a well like an everlasting well a spring that will be in your innermost in your inner being in your deep innermost and that well will be springing will be overflowing and we also read in verse 39 that when he was talking about the well the spring he was talking about the holy spirit he meant the holy spirit so now we can see the sequence you come you drink so you embrace jesus and then you believe in jesus as the scripture says and then he puts the rivers of living water to flow within you so we can see that also you will need to believe as the scripture says so you don't just believe because sometimes you just fool ourselves and say we believe but our believing should be in the correct way it should be in truth and in spirit when we go back again we switch to Jesus when he was with the Samaritan woman where when as they were talking like the Samaritan woman now brought forth the issue of worship to say their ancestors were worshiping in the mountains and now she was saying but you Jews say they will worship should be in Jerusalem in the temple in Jerusalem so now Jesus was correcting and said 
with this coming era now we will have worshipers the worshipers who will worship in truth so it wouldn't matter the area it wouldn't matter whether they are in the mountains or they are in the temple of jerusalem but now the issue will be with their hearts the issue will be their type of worship that they worship will be in truth and in spirit So now we can see from the context that here it's not just the worship that we think of the worshiping team the praise and worship team that they should worship in truth and in spirit but it's about everyone it's a context of honoring God it's a context of the reference to God that it should be in truth and also in spirit so in other words your lifestyle should be in truth and in spirit so now you should be hungry for righteousness and when you are hungry for righteousness you will be filled as you believe as you are honoring God as your life reflects God and now God can put the spring of well in you and this spring of well can find place can find like a right host where it can work where it can flow and touch even others because as we have said that Jesus when he says come it's not only about you but he's saying come to everyone so now when you have that spring of living waters within you now you can also like touch other souls now you also have the spring that heals now you also have the spring that delivers you have the spring that changes things because now he has put something great in you he has put dynamic power in you he has put the power that still raises the dead the power that still can raise the lame the power that still can open the blind eyes the power that can still open the deaf ears the power that can still open the dumb mouth this power is infinite power is the power that doesn't finish it's a dynamic power of the holy spirit which is everlasting which is the flow that is within you springing within you a well within you so that's why you should know your worth that's why you should know what is inside of you you have dynamic power within you now when we read in acts 1 verse 8 The Bible says, "But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and also in the uttermost part of the earth." So now from this verse we can link to say that now when the Holy Ghost comes it comes with power and this power helps you to witness and when you witness with power it means it's not only gospel that is in words but it's also the gospel that has demonstration of power because the power is in you and the power that is in you is at work the rivers is like flowing this spring is just overflowing and it cannot like a, a remain dormant but it is at work for the kingdom of god it is at work to change nations that's why even this samaritan woman after she had a contact with the well after she had a contact 
with the quencher, the living waters. Now she even left her bucket and now had the power to go and witness to the people in the village, in the city, where they knew her, where they knew the history. But now because she has met the quencher, she has met like the one who puts the well and now the well now was springing in her and now that's why she was able to go and call others to say I cannot keep this within me I have to call others to come and see this person who has told me everything about me so that they can also hear so that now they can also know that there is a messiah so now this lady because had a contact with the one who quenches thirst, she was no longer the same again. She had the power to go and witness. So even ourselves, like God has put this dynamic power, this dynamic power, this greatest power unto us so that we can go and do the same. Now today, God is calling for people who are thirsty, thirsty for righteousness, who will come and receive the power, who can come and receive the dunamis, the ones who are sold out, the ones who are radical for God, the ones who live a surrendered life, the one who lives like a sacrificial life, the ones who are dead to themselves. Because for you to be a true vessel, to be able to worship in truth and in spirit, you will allow the spirit to take over you. You will allow the Holy Spirit to be the one that is in charge. So in other words, the Holy Spirit should be the one that is alive. And now you should rely on God because you know God actually doesn't like when we rely on other like means that's why even in jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13 he says my people they have committed two sins he says the first sin is that they have forsaken me as the living waters and now they have like went like gone for the system they dug systems and system is a reservoir that will only keep the rainwater but why there is living waters. So now you should see living waters is from God. It's divine. It's spiritual. Sistan is the thing that is made by people. It's man-made. It's flesh. So we depend on flesh than we depend on the spirit. But God wants us to depend on the spirit. That's why he says they have committed sins. And this sin, even today, we are still committing it. We want like to quench our thirst from other systems. We want like to try traveling. We try uh, shopping spree we try this and that we try a uh, drugs to numb our pain to numb our like thirst but there is only one who can satisfy and that is jesus christ so that's why we need to surrender as i am closing i'm closing with an illustration that there was a chicken and a pig and the chicken and the pig met like a group of like of people who were starving 
it was in the morning and these people say we are starving you know we depend on you for bacon we depend on you for eggs please supply us with food so that we can just like gain that energy again for the chicken it was very easy to answer and the chicken answered and said no problem you are welcome i will definitely give you some eggs and after that the chicken looked to the pig to say mr pig what are you saying why are you so quiet these people depend on us for their survival so why don't you give them bacon give them the bacon and the pig answered to the chicken to say you know for me to give the bacon i'll be giving my whole i'll be giving my life for you to give the egg you are just giving something partial not like your full self what am i saying i am saying that god wants us as a whole wants the whole pig doesn't just want some eggs because also what he has put in you is full it's a full holy spirit it's dynamic power it's dynamic power it's omnipresent power is omniscient power is omnipotent power so also he will need a soul that is surrendered a soul that is yielded unto him this is the message that the lord has placed in my heart amen thank you for tuning in to jesus can with dr bongi we hope you've enjoyed the program please tune in again same time same place always remember that if jesus can you can shalom